Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but somehow they meet in the middle. Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here. And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer. This one will be relived. Chuck Freebie. Forever. Do you like sports? Because we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Yak. Sports Yak. It's Sports Yak. Film fans to a brand new episode of Quality Check Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me, Drew Douglas. I almost blew out my voice on that. Jeez. So, how are you doing right now? We are recording right before the Super Bowl. We're about a day, what did you say, about a day and a half before the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. What is one of the biggest events of my life because the Kansas City Chiefs are playing? I, I haven't been able to eat. I'm sick to my stomach. I'm nervous. Is, is it more stress and anxiety over excitement? or is it- it's, a, it's a good mixture. I'm just nervous. I want them to win. and uh, But I feel like even if they don't win, which I think they will, even if they don't win, I feel like this is the start of something big and long-lasting. This isn't like a one-and-done situation. So it gives me a hope for the future more than anything. Well, that's awesome. That's exciting, especially for the future of Mahomes. I don't want to jinx anything. Okay. Well, I'm we not going to jinx anything. <laughs> well, we can easily move on from that so we don't end up tripping you up or the team that is. Because this podcast episode is going to be over pop culture pickums for February. In the short and sweet episode, Drew and I will pick three things coming out and we're happening in the month of February that we're excited for, and we want to share that love with you. Not all of our items are movies, and I just say not all of these things are brand new. Ooh. Most are. Before we do that, let us do a rewind on pop culture pickums for January to see what we had and what we thought about those. Drew, what did you have on your list? I had... Bad Boys for Life, which I still have not seen. I refuse to see it in theaters. I'm not going to contribute to your fantasy draft team. You've seen it twice, though, so you've basically (laughs) made up for that. Yeah. Uh, I had Underwater, the Kristen Stewart joint. Have not seen that. Ooh. And that's, I feel, deep shame because she's the best. But you're really wanting to see that. Yeah, that was another example, just like Charlie's Angels, where the time that I was going to go they removed the screening and it was like at 10 at night and I, c- I can't do that. And it's, it was reduced to basically one time and for like two weeks or something like that? It's, yeah, that, did, that didn't do very well here. And then uh, my number one most anticipated is something that I have been watching. It's HBO's The Outsider Ooh. based off the Stephen King novel. And I'll say, I love this show so much and I, I thought the book was so-so. I want to reread it now Ooh. because I love this show so much. All right, so I am all caught up. Are you? I have not seen the latest episode. Okay. I won't say anything about it. But, but you love Holly, right? I actually am very excited about a theory right now that's going on, going around online. And it's the fact that Holly 
will be this star that is kind of focused on for maybe expanding this, not just the outsider, this isolated story, but other cases that she takes on. But I love Arivo, who plays her. I love the character so far. Holly is just amazing. And I have to say, which, by the way, The Outsider was number one on my list as well. I love this show as well. Fantastic cast, fantastically written. I love the pacing. I love the ominous tones, the dark settings, and the shots. God, it looks so good. It's knocking it out of the park so far. We are four episodes and, well, soon to be five. What are they doing? Because this is on Sundays and the Super Bowl is Sunday. They usually release Sunday's content early. I would imagine we might get that maybe today. This is a Friday. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Speaking of expansion, because I noticed on uh, Wikipedia they classify The Outsider as the first Holly Gibney series. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming King is going to take her and uh, expand on his work and write more novels around her, and I'm all for it because that character rules. Two words. Can't wait. <laughs> what were your other two? Sadly, I'm not seeing either of them, just like your bottom two. The third pick of mine, Dracula on Netflix. Ugh, I watched a preview for that. I was like, I can't watch this. It's interesting. My dad started it and he finished the first episode. I actually don't know if he finished it. And he said, yeah, it was was okay, but he wasn't a huge fan. But I've heard a few online on Twitter and I think King actually, Stephen King talked about liking it from my understanding. But I will, since... The reviews, or at least the feedback that I received, has been very lukewarm. I may wait on that. There's no pressure, I feel, in starting that immediately. Aren't there like three episodes? It's not very long. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's 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 short, but short as in I think each episode is an hour and a half. Jeez. So you're looking at four and a half hours. Yeah. That's I, four, I, I can't do that. That's four and a half episodes of The Outsider. I mean, I can't, I can do that, but I can't do it if if it's something I'm not super like interested in. Yeah. I'm, st- I'm still very curious though. The, s- the second pick though, The Gentleman, Guy oh. Ritchie. I can, I'm really excited. Now you, you still haven't seen it, correct? I'm, I'm excited, but you, you liked it, right? Low end like. Okay. Low end Richie? Oh, yeah, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, bottom three. I know that you had a less than superior viewing of it. Ooh, yeah. Well, I, I, we talked about that on, a, on another podcast. It had um, Spanish subtitles. Oh, as you said, at least you learned something. So I learned, uh, I learned how to say a lot of obscene stuff in Spanish. Ooh. And that is... Always a good thing. I'm really curious now what um, what you were saying was said so much in that movie. I wonder what that is in Spanish. Well, actually, what's weird is it was the same thing as in another uh, profanity. Oh, man, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to, to finally see The Gentleman. You know, the more I think about it, the more I did enjoy it. So it's a fun, it's fun though. Overall. Yeah, I never said it was like a bad movie. It was just after, I think, honestly, the, the presentation when we saw it, was just so disappointing that um, it left a sour taste in my mouth. But if you, like I said, if you like Guy Ritchie, I think you're going to like this. It's just not top tier Guy Ritchie for me. Well, let's move on to our February pop culture pickums. Once again, Drew, you want to kick Ooh. us off? Uh, hmm. Number three, I have a new Hulu series. It's called High Fidelity. 
comes out on Valentine's Day. It's based off the movie that's based off a 90s book by Nick Hornby. That was adapted into a classic. And I would probably say my favorite John Cusack film. Never seen it. With Jack Black. He makes me LOL so much, but it's also... There, there's a lot of dialogue that would be very difficult to get Ooh. that to pass uh, in today's standards. And also, there's a little bit of like creepiness to John Cusack's character. He's kind of a creepy fellow anyway. But kind of endearing. I mean, speaking of the bat, the Batman, Zoe Kravitz is in this lead. She's the lead. She plays Catwoman in that movie. Loves. Not huge on that casting, but I'm hoping she can maybe wow me in this and then... I'll be super excited for her as Selena. We had talked about this before, but I had asked you off the podcast what your thoughts were on Zoe. And overall, it's interesting. Maybe as we go further into her career, as she gets older, I'll get more excited. But I will have to say I'm very excited to see her in this role because her mother was in the film High Fidelity, but she was one of the love interests of John Cusack. So it's 10 episodes, comes out on Valentine's Day. So between now and Valentine's Day, I need to watch the movie just to have some sort of idea of what this is. Fun fact, did you know this was originally going to be for Disney Plus? Oh. And then back in June, they announced it was coming to Hulu instead. What in the world? How that? How could this, this content doesn't seem like it would fit no. Disney Plus? If you watch, as soon as you watch the movie, you would be like, um, how? I mean, that's according to Wikipedia, but there's articles that link to legit sources that said that. And I was like, well, I didn't get that vibe at all from the preview. Not that it yeah. was like filthy, but it did not seem like Disney Plus. Let me, let me just try to be frank without not being overly vulgar in the description, but the film gets into a lot of, I want to say graphic, but intimate details in how relationships are and the evolution of like your emotions that go along with that. I loved it, but at the same time, definitely a lot more mature than what would go on at Disney on Disney plus my bottom pick third pick is a film that is directed by Michael Mann. I'm going with, and and thanks is to this, you as well. This is a twist because Michael Mann does not have a film coming out in February of 2020. This is what I teased at the very beginning of the this podcast, but it's not a new film by any means. And thanks to you, we were texting last night and I mentioned I have been really craving some Michael Mann, specifically Heat. That's my number three pick. Never seen this film after The Irishman, I've really wanted to see Pacino and De Niro and honestly go back and watch a lot of younger Pacino and De Niro movies. And you've been doing a lot of Marty films lately, and you've blown through quite a bit with De Niro. And this is one of those films I've heard a lot about, heard a lot of praise, and I'm very excited to watch it. So what's your number two pick? Numero two is a movie I'm seeing next week. Birds of Prey. A little indie film. Or The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So this is peak hype for you. This is like the highest of heights. I'm, I'm really pumped to see what Margot Robbie has in store. I'm just excited for the actors and, the, and just the characters that we get to finally see on the big screen. My number two there, I'm expecting some camp to go along with this. But it's your number three pick, High Fidelity. 
It looks so good. We've basically gone over all of that, and I am ready for Valentine's Day because of High Fidelity and Zoe Kravitz. I don't have anything else to say about High Fidelity. I just know I'm going to watch it, hopefully, on V-Day. You got me excited for it because I, I, it wasn't on my list, and then I watched the trailer before we started recording. I was like, that actually looks really good because, I, again, I have no connection to the book or the original movie. So, but I, I'll say this is right up my alley. I love music stuff. It's, I know the film especially is just dives into that world of indie rock and just alternative music. It's fantastic. I love it. There's, and I'm really curious if they're going to stick the Stevie Wonder bit in there that's in the, the original film. I've got a feeling they will. But is this, is this based? I mean, the, I, the entire, the idea is based off the book mm-hmm. slash movie. But surely they're going to put their own spin on it. Yes. This is going to be very fresh. It it will be, and I'm totally expecting that. But I'm also expecting some crossovers to a degree in terms of what they end up saying. And it's kind of like they will have this inspiration from dialogue from the film, but they'll take their own approach in it. I just I, I really hope there is that character that Jack Black was and I hope we get to see a cameo by Cusack and Jack Black. I mean, what is Cus- what's he doing now? He's doing Chevy commercials. Yeah. And, and a lot of direct... People complain about Nick Cage doing a lot of garbage direct-to-video. John Cusack is like the king of that oh, at this so point. it's so sad. It's really so sad. I don't sad. know if he like needs money, if we need to do some sort of GoFundMe to help this poor guy. He makes a lot on those Chevy commercials, though. And he's got a, really? good, vo- he's got a good voice for it. He does. And I... I like John Cusack as an actor, but yeah, running through his most recent movies, it's all directed VOD. In 2016, he was he's co-starred with Sam Jackson and Stephen King's adaptation Cell. Cell. I never watched it. It looked awful. I did. Did and you it like was, that book? I never read it. I oh, just oh, you need to read it. it it's not great. Uh, yeah, I. Or it's not memorable, at least. The last okay, the last great performance from Cusack at least from what I've seen, Love and Mercy, about the Brian Wilson Beach Boys film. Who's and in that movie? Paul Dano played young Brian. Yeah, he creeps me up. Elizabeth Banks, Paul Giamatti. It's, I never saw that. It's a good movie. I, I really enjoyed it. When was that? that, 2016? 2014. Well, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Man, six years. Come on, Cusack. Well, maybe he'll cameo in this and you'll feel just a little bit better about him. I just... In his situation. I need a little more Cusack in my life. But yeah, that's my number two. Number one for me, I mean, Super Bowl 54. I know it's not pop culture related, but come on, guys. The Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. This is the greatest thing that happened to me in a long time. This is your Sears Tower of peak hype. I was legitimately thinking about this the other day. It's It's... The end of January right now. But if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, that's very huge for me. I get a Bond movie in a couple months. That's huge for me. I get married in about four months. That is huge for me. 2020 is shaping up to be maybe the greatest movie, or (laughs) greatest movie, (laughs) the greatest year. We got a new Christopher Nolan movie. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of this is just like pop culture stuff. It doesn't matter. We got no Star Wars movie. (laughs) We don't have a Star Wars connected to like, you know, getting married and having kids and all that. But 2020 shaping up to be the greatest year of my life. I'm excited for you, especially with because 
like I said at the beginning of this, we're recording right before the Super Bowl itself, but we will be celebrating on the next episode. It will pretty Ooh. much be three hours of us just screaming. Maybe I'll be happy. Maybe I'll be sad. I, I, I don't know. But it will be guaranteed you will have a very scratchy voice. You'll sound a lot like Clint Eastwood. Man, I'm, I'm very excited. I have a lot of, I have a good feeling. It's going to be a tight game. I, have, I think we're going to win it. I believe. Oh, so you're predicting a close score overall. I think uh, I think we win by two. <sighs> oh, my gosh. I don't know if I would be able to come into work on Monday if I were you in that case with it being so close. I do have a good feeling for the Chiefs, a very good feeling. My number one is a horror film, of course. Oh, I forgot about this. It's been teased Man. for months. We had a chance to go see this early, too. We just We're just not doing yeah. it. And it's Fantasy it's, Island. Oh, shit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Fantasy Island. It's it, You know what it is. It's The Lodge. The Lodge. Coming out on the same weekend as Birds of Prey. I am very excited for Birds of Prey, but there's something about The Lodge that I am just... I don't know. It, it looks... And what I've heard, this is the weird thing, that it was shot before Hereditary, but I've heard that there are a lot of comparisons to Hereditary and how A24 designs their trailers to look like an Ari Aster film. And So this is A24, The Lodges too? Yep. Okay. I'm pumped for this, and I don't know a lot about it. I'm trying to keep it that way. I have not luckily seen any new promos or trailers for it. I'm going to try to keep it that way. I will say, speaking of trailers... And ending my Lodge talk, but going into the tangent of A Quiet Place Part 2, I did see a, a short Super Bowl commercial for it. I got mad because there's a major reveal in that trailer. I'm like, I wanted to slam my hand against the desk. So I shouldn't watch that if I'm watching the Super Bowl. And I see that. Coming. Don't watch it. Because there's something that was answered. And it was a question I had. If I did not know... What I found out in the first two seconds of the, of the of that spot, if I went into the theater not knowing, I would have been excited. It would yeah. have made the movie going experience more enjoyable. But we did not know what I found out in the first trailer that we got. So don't watch anything outside that first trailer. If you don't want semi-spoilers. We got to stop watching previews. I know. That's... I, I like getting one, but here's what I would like to see. And we should just start a petition and send it to all of the studios. But don't cut an actual trailer. Do a behind-the-scenes featurette like what 1917 did. That would be cool. And use that as a trailer. So we see a mix of behind-the-scenes and some footage, but we had to piece together what is it really about. But... That's all I've got to say about that. I would imagine a lot of these companies don't feel like they have the luxury to do that because they, they have to find a hook to get somebody in. If I don't know what it is, I'm not going to spend money on it. There's a lot on the line, and especially if a studio spends 150 mil, which is like the going price for so many of these films that are coming out. I mean, look at Tenet. Tenet was, according to Nolan, his largest film to date. And I love that WB ended up taking that chance. But how many chances like that do we actually get from Hollywood? Very few, unless your name's Christopher Nolan. Did you see the Coke 
Coca-Cola Energy commercial with Martin Scorsese. No. And Jonah Hill. First of all, the commercial's garbage. Oh. It's just like shot really poorly, I think. What is he in a Coke commercial for? And he's trashing MCU. <laughs> what? <laughs> Seriously. Martin. This guy's lost it. Marty, I, 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 I'm watching Goodfellas tonight. With Jonah Side Hill. I, yeah. w- I wonder if... He's waiting for Jonah Hill to show up at a party. And Jonah Hill goes and gets a Coke energy and, and is like ready to go. I hope that that is Jonah Hill's paycheck to release his sequel to mid-90s and it will be late 90s. Hated that movie. Oh, have you thought any more about that since we saw it? Just how much I thought it was garbage. <laughs> and there you liked it more than I did. We saw that together, bit. right? Yeah, we and I did. I just remember leaving like that was awful. Yeah, because we ended up getting a guy in our theater who's the server God, and he guy. kept... Well, he was saying, he kept referring to us as bros. And he goes, you guys look like a couple of bros that would like this movie. Oh, I was like, I don't know if I should be offended by that or not. I'm just speechless. Holy crap. And I cursed him out, just like how Joe Pesci curses everyone out in a casino. I did like in, uh, going back to the Scorsese rewatch, there's a point in Raging Bull that Joe Pesci is threatening to stab his own son because he oh. keeps playing with his food. Remember that? He's like, I, if you keep playing with your food, I'm going to stab you with this knife. Actually, yeah, I do remember that now. It's been a while, but that's a movie I need to go back and finish. I would get to a certain point, and then I would always clock out. It's Great uh, movie, but... It's the first time I fully finished it. I, I remember watch, starting it in high school and not just being like, this is awful. Oh. And rewatching it, and I think last week for the first time, it is incredible. That's when Bob De Niro had a bod. I don't know. He's a pretty. I think his best bod in a in a Marty movie might be Cape Fear. Oh, he's pretty. He's pretty jacked in that. Okay, I see. I need to watch Cape Fear. He's lean and mean. I also need to get on that Marty rewatch because there are also a lot of Marty films I have not seen, like Cape Fear and The Last Temptation of Christ. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. And You've I'm seen not Silence, though, right? I'm necessarily looking forward to watching that or um, Silence again. You didn't like Silence? Silence is fantastic, but it is exhausting. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. And it's just like, man, this is deeply, I don't want to say unpleasant, but it's not something you want to gather the family around for. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... Good point. Especially the last, like, 30 minutes are just grueling. Yeah, it I felt like the whole the whole thing is taxing. But I mean, it's good. It's tough. It's a tough. It's a tough one to. Man, that <laughs> I there's like three on there that I like. I haven't seen the uh, the Age of Innocence, which I'm looking mm. forward to that one. But there's there's like two or three that I'm not looking forward to necessarily watching. Hot take on Mean Streets. What do you think about it overall? You know, it's been so long that I don't think I can have a comment. It's been. Probably at least two decades. I borrowed the Blu-ray from one of our mutual friends. This was a few years ago. And I watched it. It was hyped. And I was severely let down. I thought it was okay. But it was not what it was hyped up to be. I believe I have 10 movies left. How many has he done? 25? I'm sure anybody listening to this is just riveted by us rambling about Martin Scorsese. I mean, how can you not be? We're just on a Marty binge right now. Oh, great. This is showing all of the shorts that he's attached to as well. Oh, there's the new Bob Dylan Rolling Thunder review on Netflix. Yeah, I'm not counting that. It's got to be feature films. Ooh. Did you ever watch Vinyl that he 
produced on HBO? I think I watched the first episode and said that's probably enough for me. Well, that was the only episode he directed. Yeah, I think you're you're right. It's in that ballpark range. But let's go ahead and wrap this up. That's going to do it for this podcast episode. Join us on the next one where we talk Oscar picks with scratchy voices because we've been yelling after the Chiefs have won the Super Bowl. Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.